You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. All right, up next, to celebrate Women's History Month, we have another strong-ass woman as our special guest tonight. She's a New York-based burlesque performer, producer, and creator of Rabbit Hole sex positive production company putting on amazing events such as Castlemania. She's a fierce feminist known for her social politics, activism, and of course, her amazing titties. You may have also seen her around town performing as Drag King Buster Balls. She's the beauty and the beast of burlesque. Welcome to the show, Bunny Buxom. Hey. Thank you so much for being on. You're amazing and we're so excited to have you. Oh my God, likewise, thank you so much. <laughs> so I want to just get right into it. I we've never had a burlesque dancer on never. performer dancer sounds weird. Um, a burlesque <laughs> performer on our show before, and we have so many questions for you just right off the bat regarding that. So let's get going. Alrighty, hell yeah. So um, my first question is, how did you receive and or come up with the name "The Beauty and the Beast of Burlesque"? <laughs> well, so taglines are weird in in the burlesque industry i don't know i feel like you can't just like give yourself your own tagline because then it's i don't know like we already name ourselves right so i wanted to like come about it organically and i use pull quotes from from like different social media things and like from articles and nothing was really like uh like clicking um but i feel like i kind of cheated because my partner gave me my tagline <laughs> so oh, nice. well who better to give you your tagline than somebody that knows you really well yeah yeah and you know he he said it and was like like it makes sense though because like you know obviously it's the beauty of like you know physical looks and uh and then the beast yes. like i have this uh fierce energy on stage and then it kind of like denotes that fairy tale obviously like beauty and the beast you know um <laughs> oh yes you are beauty yes. and the beast and all of thank the best you. parts of it combined thank yep. you so much <laughs> and i immediately was like oh that's perfect because it's got that like you know double double entendre kind of thing and then the you know the disney recall which i'm like oh, was like <laughs> totally <laughs> obsessed with all things like that so it was, it was just perfect yeah. it really just Fit. And uh, it was pretty uh, cosmic timing because he ca- started calling me that, or I guess was like, "Yo, this should be your tagline." Uh, right before, <laughs> uh, right before, uh, like the biggest performance of my career, which was at the Burlesque Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. So I was able to just like say that to the host and be like, "Hey, this is my tagline. Could you just like intro me like this?" And it's cool because in the video, you know, the host says it before my name and everyone responds as if they already know who's coming up. So I was like, oh, this is a very fitting tagline. Like, this works. Nice. This works. Oh, well done. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's like a great tagline story. I mean, I came up with mine because, you know, I was like, well, I'm a whore, so that works. So. <laughs> but your story's way cooler. <laughs> Yours is so fitting, too, though. I love it. I, I love it. It, it just it just stuck so i was like fuck it let's do this <laughs> right i mean you just gotta like go with with what's true right <laughs> absolutely exactly and i love beauty and the beast so i i mark out for that name every time i see it come up i'm like oh i love that so much so <laughs> thank you 
so that's the tagline now i'm curious where the the name itself the funny buxom like originated from wait you weren't born with that name you weren't born with that name. Oh, that's a good question sorry i should have been asked that is that your legal name oh my god i wish it was my legal name that'd be cool but uh my i picked my own name and i remember like coming up with it sitting in class in in undergrad in college and nice. just like all of a sudden like in like a silent room being like oh my god you know and like actually <laughs> making a noise um my mom was a playboy bunny so uh oh wow very nice uh, so it's like an homage to her and then buxom i was just like i don't know man i like alliteration and lean into the curves right just oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why not why not uh, that's amazing well that actually brings up my next question which is what got you into this i mean as if your mom i didn't know that your mother was a playboy bunny that's amazing but was she the one that got you into this was there something that clicked in you as an adult and also you know what when did you become comfortable with your body because obviously as a burlesque performer there's a whole level of comfort you have to you know totally. be very self-aware of and whatnot so I'm, I'm very interested to know like sort of what were your first steps well hmm. I was lucky enough to have a mom who was always very like, like pro body positive, pro sex positive, like made sure we had a sense of autonomy and were comfortable in our own skin and were comfortable exploring sexuality. Like she was, I mean, <laughs> the only mom I've ever known, but seriously the best. Like I feel like I'm, I am the person I am because of how she you know, guided me and my, and my siblings to like, be, be comfortable with ourselves. So again, I feel like I already had a leg up in that regard. Um, she didn't necessarily push me to, to start performing, but she was incredibly supportive when I told her that I wanted to pursue it. Um, I like caught the opening credits or the, the first couple minutes of the movie striptease when nice. I was younger. like, with, like, like Demi Moore and that, like, yeah, like, I feel like we all style. caught those few minutes. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to do it. Um, but I don't. I just don't think I have what it takes to be a strip club stripper. So I was like, let me do this, you know, performance arty kind of route of it instead. Um, I got really into pinup culture in college, which led me to Dita Von Tees, which led me to burlesque. And then I was like, this is a thing. Like, I could, like, dance on stage for four minutes end up almost naked and get paid for it that's cool oh, yeah um, nice. so yeah it was it was more like more like uh i don't know i, I kind of just found it i found it and then i was lucky enough to be supported and as far as being comfortable in my own skin part of my definition of body positivity is that sometimes you're not gonna like yourself and that's okay like it's it's more about being comfortable day to day and and like appreciating what your body can do even when you're annoyed with how that might feel for you or what that might look like in the mirror like I got bad body days where I'm just like oh I don't want to do this I don't want to go on stage I don't want to like show myself off but that all changes when I get on stage and then I feel confident because I'm like it, for me it's a lot of the audience reaction when people come up to me after I perform and say you know, you made me feel comfortable with my belly because I look like you and you're comfortable with your belly. I'm like, that makes me feel fucking awesome. 
That is so amazing. Yeah, that makes that, me feel like a superhero. <laughs> I, You literally cross off all of my next questions, which is basically how do you become more comfortable with yourself and how do you battle stage fright? And, you know, you answered that. And that's a, such a beautiful thing. And I think it's so interesting that your mom didn't get you into this. Your mom got you into being body positive. Yeah. And you found this as an adult on your own path. I think that's really awesome and interesting. Yeah, thank that, you. Like, you. You found your own way into your, you know, sex positivity and body positivity. And that's just such a beautiful thing. So props to you and your mom for thank that. Thank you. And I have yes. to say that that was so beautifully stated, the way you worded it. I can't wait to, like, listen to this again and be <laughs> added on it because it was, like, yeah. so... I mean, and it. I'm a cornball and I watch World of Dance and I love J-Lo. I have the, <laughs> the goosies head to toe right now. Oh my and goodness. Just, no, I seriously have goosebumps because I have a serious problem with my own body mm-hmm. image and getting naked in general and I watch you all the time and your videos and I'm like holy shit. I cannot wait to be at that level of comfort. Like you're an amazing oh my God. inspiration to so many women. Thank so. you so much. But that's amazing coming from you because I, I feel the same about you. Like, you seem so comfortable in your skin and your body. And, like, I feel like I'm I'm in awe of what you do, you know? <laughs> so it's... Oh, well, like, I'll show you my pussy lips any day, girl, but I'm not going to show you my belly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's yeah. Where, that's, like, the difference is, like, you know, you're, you're all-encompassing, you know, yeah. comfort. It's just really... It's awesome to see, and I love that so much, so... Thank you. I feel like it's also like kind of a statement on how we curate our, our public persona and our social media. Cause like, right. Like you can't tell when I have bad body days because my mm-hmm. like remedy is to post like a boob selfie. <laughs> <Be> like, oh, <laughs> well, exactly. And that's the thing is there's plenty of parts of myself that I do love and there's plenty of parts that I'm shy about still, but mm. seeing other people be so open about their bodies, especially women, obviously that just, it's so inspirational. It helps me put on that, you know, fishnet bodysuit and snap a photo. And it's like, yeah, maybe it's a little adjusted. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe it's in Valencia, whatever. But I'm going to feel good today. So fuck off. You know? Yeah. And, and like, that's totally fine. Why not use a filter? Like, fuck it. We can curate our own images. That's like, I think the point of like what, like, women in. I don't necessarily consider burlesque sex work, but like this overarching, like super big umbrella of sex work, I guess, like we are curating our own business. Like we're curating our own image. We like are in, like are in control of, we're independent contractors and our body is our mechanism. You know? Hell yeah. And they they say, don't let anybody else write your own, like your narrative, right? Yeah. So curating is writing your narrative. For sure, for sure. And I think it's really important that, like, you know, like, fucking use Facetune. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if somebody has, like, the, my my opinion is if somebody is, is, like, you know, in the presence of you in, in real life and they see that you look different, like, they're lucky enough to be in the presence of you. Yeah. Because you're a beautiful woman, so fuck the fuck up. Right? Like, Like... who cares if my pictures don't match? But you know, yeah. and then like, well, be like, I've had people kind of comment on on my height a lot. They're like, "Oh, you're shorter than I thought." And I'm like, "That's weird," because I feel like I never really post pictures where I'm like to scale. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> to scale. You, you put a penny next to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm this many pennies tall. Um, but I'm yeah, like, people actually say all the time they think I'm shorter, and then in real life I'm tall, and they get intimidated, so they don't come up to me and say hi. 
It's very interesting. It's so interesting. It's so weird how that happens. But I'm kind of like, that should just be a credit to our like self photography skills. Like, (laughs) well, I would say as like a bystander, like your personalities are larger than life. Like that's probably like you know that that should stick out when people meet you too. Like you shouldn't be actually even thinking about online once once you know you meet amazing people in person like who's sitting there thinking you don't look like your online presence shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah, that is so true. lame <laughs> yeah and by the way you owe me 49.99 for being in the same room as me so yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to some of this uh oh excuse me my voice cracked um some of these burlesque questions i want to know what your brand so you you explain that you have your own brand of sex appeal and humor mm-hmm. i want to know what that means to you and what that looks like uh that looks like for me it like boils down to this like one move that i have basically put in a bunch of my acts since since doing it um i shake my belly on stage and i do that like with musicality and with <laughs> yes you do you it know? looks amazing oh my god i love your videos <laughs> sorry you. keep interrupting me to tell you i love you <laughs> no oh my god please i i love it so much i can't even i'm sitting here blushing it's fine oh um, yay that was my goal yay. So. <laughs> um but with musicality like there's so much you could do to get like your body to tell the story so just like doing things in time with like the song basically um really fancy word for like a very simple concept but i like have this one act in particular where i shake my boobs and then i shake my belly and then i shake my butt and it's all like you know done with my hand gyration pretty much and like it's basically me being like well if this is sexy and that's sexy then this must be sexy too right we're celebrating things that things that move around and bounce and jiggle like there you go, you know, yes. and when you do it to music, sometimes it's like, you know, what the general vibe of the song is like, it is funny, but it's still sexy. So that's something that I've taken from that one act, which when I made it, I had a, I had a partner who was like, you should take that move out. And I was like, you should no longer be my partner. Um, (laughs) do you use different songs for the act or is it usually like you have a go-to for it um the way that burlesque works is like generally we have a song with a specific costume with like choreographed moves so like an act is like its own song its own costume and its own like you know four minutes on stage and then another act is like a different song a different costume so that that thing that i just described is one particular act but that move of just like bouncing my belly on stage is has been taken to a bunch of different acts because it got a great response and i realized like that's something i don't really think i've seen another performer do on stage nice like like maybe like so it's no. like your signature it's like having a signature wrestling move it's like <laughs> i i have this normal move set and i do yada yada to different things but this is my one move i always try to incorporate yes yes hell yeah and if not like as explicitly like even even the subtlety of it works like i performed um on the saturday before saint patrick's day and i hadn't been on stage in a while like it's been like a month and a half and towards the end of it, I was like, uh, I think I'm just going to try these new couple things. And like, you know, took the bra, 
hit your boob, bounce it in time to the music, and then just real slowly do it with the other hand. And like, it's it's crazy what facial expressions and what like the tone of the music can do to change the feel of the song. So mm-hmm. that one is more sexy, and doing it in that song and that um, musical style was much more of like a you know a fuck you move than the one yeah. previously described, which is like a this is great, right? Woohoo! Tongue in cheek. All right, showbiz. Like, you know. So, so it was a different level of like sassiness to that. Was that the video that you posted where your pasty ended up falling off and you had yeah. to cut it? Oh, that <laughs> yes, was. Oh did. my god, I probably watched. So I don't know how many views you have, but whatever it is, I'm at least like one thousand of those views. <laughs> I watched that shit on loop for like twenty because it was like I've seen you do that. You know, I've seen you. I've seen your performances before, but. There was something specific about your sass in that one that like really it really like spoke to me and i was oh my god i was eating it up and watching it over and over again it was beautiful thank you because that's that's what i feel like i'm I'm trying to boil it down to say like that particular performance felt so much more like fuck you than than some of my other ones which are very engaging you know and it's not necessarily like a fuck you to the audience the audience is great i'm without them there's no me you know but it's (laughs) But I, I don't know, that vibe that day just like was something that I definitely want to try to emulate far more on stage. So I loved it. I felt like it was a, a fuck you to anybody who wasn't there in support. Of, right? <laughs> anybody, anybody who side eyed or wasn't watching or was on their phone, you know, anybody who wasn't showing you the respect and love that you deserve. It was like that. That's yes. how I read it when I watched it. I was like, yeah, you were like, no, love me. <laughs> Fuck you if you don't. And I loved it. it was yes. So beautiful. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> I'll stop overanalyzing your own stuff now. I'm like, this is how I thought about it. <laughs> no, that's important to me though. Cause like, I know how I think of it, but it's just like everything else, like intentions, who the fuck knows? So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Val- validation always feels good. Exactly. It does. You could compliment me like all the time and I'll like pretty much always be into it. So great. We could have you on like once a month and just tell you how amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So out of all the different genres that you you sort of touched upon a little bit, but you definitely have a ton of genres that you do. You have horror and Neo and pop culture. What's your favorite to perform versus watch? So, you know, I'm sure you definitely watch other performances and performers. So what would you, what do you prefer to perform versus actually watch? Um, I've like, I feel like I'm a big weirdo creep. So I love doing like my horror based numbers. Um, cause they're fun. And like that gross out spooky factor, but I think what makes them horror? Can you get, go into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, mostly they like, get booked around Halloween time, <laughs> Nice, um, but I have an act where like, I'm a spider, like a giant spider. So my costume is like, uh, these eight legs that like sit oh on my my god waist. i'm terrified of spiders <laughs> yeah and that one in particular every time i do it there's always like at least one person who happens to be sitting in the front that's like nope nope <laughs> you know, like, um, I'm, so. I'm sorry to say that might be me <laughs> that's okay that's, i fucking love that's... spiders so much you can crawl all up on me <laughs> yeah see me too because i'm like a big weirdo creep so i'm like i love that like the creepy crawlies um, and you know, like the, the musical tone of it is, uh, that, let's see, that song is actually, it's a, 
it's Danny Elfman song. I can't think of the name at the moment, but but like the tone like is kind of like for Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's not that one, but it's a oh. I don't know. There's a Danny Elfman soundtrack, and it's a movie with uh, I think a young Kirsten Dunst, and it's kind of like Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh. I have no idea what you guys are talking. About. <laughs> I, I kind of know what you're talking about. I like I'm, Danny Elfman. Back, so I'll have to listen to it because that's gonna be spooky. I'm sure. Yeah, my partner's gonna hear this podcast and be like, "I can't believe you forgot the name." Um. <laughs> it's only when you're being recorded that you forget words and names. So I totally understand. Totally, totally. Um, so that's one horror act I do. I have another one where I'm uh, like a re or I guess an animated um, marionette doll. Like you know, all the moves are very like staccato and like nice. you know, doll like. So I really like doing those, but I think I tend to produce neo burlesque shows, like you know, pop culture based ones, uh, because it's uh, there's like always fandoms that are gonna come out to support like like a Spice Girl show or like a Nickelodeon theme show. I'm like, yeah, I'm like all about <laughs> all about that. So it's that's fun for me to produce, and it's fun for me to like delve into that deep nostalgia and then to have it be reciprocated by the audience um so I definitely like producing that kind of stuff but I think I like performing like more classic burlesque more which is the like pretty showgirl costumes that aren't necessarily a reference piece but it always really just boils down to like like who the performer I'm watching is or who the performers I'm in the show with are like I love doing the pink room uh francine the lucid dream does like a david lynch themed like space the burlesque collective at this point but she's got all these shows that are twin peaks or fire walk with me or blue velvet like and that's so cool it's it's insane <laughs> um but those shows are always so fun to do because we're all very passionate about the material that we're doing as is the audience and working together we all know each other we all get along it's fun to be backstage with those folks you know nice well listen i have um i'm so afraid of the idea of ever being on stage even remotely naked but if you ever do a rocco's modern life thing i will totally Stop. sorry for that alarm that just went off i will totally 100 percent get over my fear and i will do whatever you want <laughs> i actually have been thinking i'm like you know after Castlevania, i should i should try to do nippelodeon again and oh my god so yes, i might yes, pick yes. you up on that <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, you know, you'd have to probably talk me through eight anxiety attacks, but we, you know, we'll work on it. It's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so, um, I have a question that's more personal, mm-hmm. which is you—you you mentioned having a partner, but um, does this field of work or has it ever affected your personal life? It sounds like it doesn't right now, but has it ever in the past gotten in the way of your personal life because of you know some level of discomfort? On their for end me, or on your end, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, no. I've been lucky enough to, uh, when I started performing at a super supportive partner, uh, our relationship ended like shortly after I started performing, but it wasn't because of burlesque. Like he was really into, you know, me doing something that I wanted to do that made me happy. And uh, yeah, I've never, I've never experienced that. And my partner now, uh, we've been together for little over five years and shape of the dark lord uh <laughs> he's my co-producer for Castlevania, and he's a a nerdcore rapper and he used to host and produce burlesque shows as well so he's kind of in the realm and maybe yeah. that makes it easier that like you don't have to really explain the 
the ins and outs of like the industry to someone when you start dating them. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I've never had that trouble, but I definitely have heard other performers talk about like, oh, I think I'm gonna quit doing burlesque because so and so doesn't like it, and I'm like, dump it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, yeah. do what you want to do. Don't let someone dictate that to you. If someone's stopping you from doing something that makes you happy, not the person for you. Absolutely, 100%. So you can't imagine any scenario with, like, a partner if they asked you to stop where, like, like you would consider it? No, no, no. Like, is this something I started doing for me to feel, like, you know, like, like control and, and autonomy and to, like, explore my own personhood and sexuality and and all these different things that like are, are really important and integral to who I am as a person. I, and if someone ever like was like, Hey, don't do that anymore. I'd be like, thank you. Next. <laughs> yeah. Well, that means that they're asking you to be somebody that you're not, and you have been this person forever. So they can't ask you to change now. You know, you didn't wake up yesterday and decide to do burlesque. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a totally part of who I am. And I think it's important in all fields of work to, to support you have the people you're with and to be supportive and to be supported like it's yeah I can't imagine being like asking someone to stop doing something that's that's just not my jam yeah yeah that's crazy people are wild to do that yeah right <laughs> so did you start well it sounds like you started to perform before you you did any kind of producing yeah um when did you start producing and what you know what made you to decide to do that and you know, which do you like more? Do you have a preference or is it both something that you enjoy doing equally? Oh God. Uh, I started, <laughs> I started performing and, uh, probably about a year into my performance career, another producer took me under his wing and kind of started showing me like the ropes and teaching me like how to curate set lists and how to, you know, do like make music playlists and different sorts of programs. Like he really just kind of showed me um, the basics and I was associate producing one of his shows for a long time. And I kind of got like, uh, a little like stir crazy being like, yeah, I really love this show that, that we do, but it's really your show. Like, I don't want to have the control. I want to do make the decisions. I want to get the credit, <laughs> you know? Um, nice. Yeah. So and who started... wants to work for a man, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I just started doing it my own. I was like, well, I can make my own decisions. And like, run things my own way you know and I'm appreciative of him for sure but uh I'm glad that I kind of broke off and started doing my own thing because because I feel like I've grown a lot both as a performer producer and person like in the past couple years that I've been producing so um I really I love performing but I don't like any of the other (laughs) of the other things associated with it like, I don't really like rehearsing. I don't really like costuming. And I sure as fuck don't like hustling for gigs. Like, it's just, it's like a lot. So, um, so I think, like, I like performing in my own shows. Nice. <laughs> like, that's I Understood. But it's also difficult to, like, you know, just focus on your one performance. Like, the one thing that you're supposed to do in the show when it's your show and you're trying to make sure everything else is running. Stuff. right of course that must be stressful yeah i used to produce a lot more and now it's just uh like down to tasmania which we're gonna try to do a couple of times this year and then 
uh, like some other big productions, but I used to have like a couple like more uh, low key or monthly shows and, and it's, it's tiring and it's easier to just like walk on someone else's stage and, and do your thing and then leave. But it's, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick between them. I think. Well, it sounds like you'll be doing both for a long time, you know? I hope so. I hope so. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you. Whatever. I mean, whatever you want, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop performing. <laughs> so you've been all over the country and actually outside of the country to perform, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about some of your experiences on the road? Do you have any like crazy stories, any crazy fan stories? And like any favorite places to perform because of the audiences and things like that. Or any places you had fun sex while you were on. <laughs> oh right. We're supposed yes. to talk about sex sometimes. I'm sorry. Right. Sex. <laughs> Do you like sex and have it sometimes? I love well, sex no, and I, I have it all the time. That was true. But like I, 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 I want I want to know that too. Well, yeah. right. Um, I don't think I've ever actually like had sex on the road with someone. Now that I'm thinking about it, like I've never been asked that question, and now I'm like, oh man, I don't think I've done that. Um, but let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to think. Like, I've always had really generous experiences with uh, the performers who housed me <laughs> when I was in route, or the, and the producers who, you know were gracious enough to to invite me to their stages like i just have had really good experiences like outside of new york <laughs> like i've uh oh, wow. yeah i don't know i no one's ever like never had like any kind of bad issues there was just one time have you I ever had any bad experiences inside of new york oh, <laughs> fuck, yeah. i know new york can be like kind of rough on people yeah yeah um uh, <laughs> you don't have to talk about it if no, you don't want no. to. It's, it's totally like, it's, it's, it's this huge part of like my life at this moment. Um, but I'm currently involved in a lawsuit. Um, oh, yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, but I'm currently being sued for uh, for defamation. And uh, let me like quote the public complaint. Uh, I'm being accused of calling out my alleged sexual assault things change and you got to keep yourself feeling safe, whatever that means to you. So, uh, yeah, but I'll like send you guys the, the link to my GoFundMe for more information. (laughs) And you know what? I'm sorry you're going through this right now. I'm sorry that you had to go through something and then now you're being fucking sued for said thing. However, whatever we can do to help you, we will hustle our asses to do so. So guys, I appreciate that. Yeah. Everybody look out, like anybody listening to this, make sure you follow us on anywhere just to make sure that you are staying up to date on whatever it is that we need from you to help out. Okay. Yeah, it's the, it's like the, the, it's a link in the bio of my Instagram too. It's like the GoFundMe. Uh, And that's got like all the information that I'm legally allowed to share in it. So uh, yeah, everything's worded very carefully. (laughs) My lawyer was like on that shit. So, you know, like everything is, is basically quoting the public complaint of what happened, but, uh, or like how this lawsuit occurred. 
is what I mean. Um, well, we will we will do whatever we can to take care of you. I promise. Thank you. you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, no one should have to go through this, and it's bullshit that I have multiple friends dealing with this kind of thing right now. So, well, I mean, another thing I, that isn't you know the brightest topic to bring up there is that I see you say you work on feminist issues surrounding the burlesque community. Obviously, this is one of them, but I'm sure there are more. Yeah. Um, how does Rabbit Hole Productions specifically help to work on these within the community? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously the lawsuit, that's very personal to me. And, and as a result, like I try to maintain a completely like safe space. My, I want the performers that book to be able to come to me at any moment and be like, this isn't cool. Or this audience person member made me feel X, Y, Z and like handle it, you know? And like, like, I think it's way more important to respect performers, um, like personal safety over profit so like that's number one when i'm like producing shows is like yeah if someone in the audience is behaving inappropriately like i will definitely ask them to leave and if they're like well give me my money back i'll be like okay just get out <laughs> right <laughs> you know? so uh so that's i think number one uh rabbit hole is also like built on the foundation of being the change you wish to see and i really just noticed that so many shows are advertised as these like uh very generically pretty skinny white women and mm -hmm. i'm a white woman but i'm not that skinny i'm not like you know plus size like a bigger body but i think it's important to like like i don't if, if i'm the fattest person in your show you're doing your show wrong you know like <laughs> there's got to be more Absolutely. body diversity than that so Rabbit Hole is also committed to like having a variety of body shapes and sizes, a variety of different performers, ethnicities and backgrounds and creeds and colors and sexualities. And like, there's a lot of conversations about how uh, women of color, specifically in burlesque, like aren't getting the same opportunities as white performers. And I think it's really important to give them said opportunities. So making Probably. sure that your cast is diverse is also like a huge like staple of rabbit hole shows that's amazing that's that's so awesome so it sounds like the place to go yeah thanks <laughs> and it's, it's your, with Castle yeah, like, in particular it's like a, it was a little bit harder to cast with diversity uh the first time around because <laughs> basically Schaefer and i were like yo we don't know if this is gonna work like at all but like do you want to just like come and do a whole bunch of stuff for like not a ton of money because we're trying to figure it out i mean now it's like now we know what we're doing now we know it works and now we're able to like you know be like this is this is a system and everything's cool it's gonna work out um but the nice. first time it was a little difficult for to get people to sign on and i'm really happy that we had performers in the first castlemania who are now gonna be in the third one like that feels good to be like oh my god you stuck with us thank you <laughs> okay so i have to i have to admit i'm somewhat of a novice in these realms and castlemania Sounds super exciting, but I'm. Aaron also, doesn't know a lot about wrestling, I just in general. <laughs> That's okay. I'm learning, more. I'm learning more. I mean, I can tell you what a heel is now. Yes. Couldn't have before, so I'm really excited. But um, this stuff, you know, being a queer dude, like all the themes around these things sound really exciting. So, like, I mean, educate me. I'm like dying to know more about this. Yes. Like, actual thing okay yeah so what is tasselmania so tasselmania is a recurring episodic uh 
like choose your own adventure burlesque wrestling show where it's oh my god <laughs> it's a choose lot choose of- your own adventure is an amazing way of putting it i think i just got hurt and i'm not sure if i'm allowed to <laughs> i mean like honestly i get it it's cool it's cool <laughs> but like uh, there's like so it's everything about wrestling with the characters and the entrance music and the promos and the flair and the ring and the ring announcer and like, like all of that, like staple of, of uh, wrestling. But instead of the actual wrestling, it's two performers stripping to the same song at the same time. And the choose your own adventure comes in because the winner of the, of the match and it's been like a tournament level, like two people and then it goes on, two people and two people and it goes on to one person and one person and then there's a final winner. Uh, is It's decided by the audience by round of applause and we use like a little applause meter on stage. So the audience really like has a say in like who goes home with the title and, and like what's happening in the show because it like moves on the storyline and being a, <laughs> being like an episodic show, there are, things that happened in Tasmania 2 that are affecting what's going on in Tasmania 3. Nice. Oh my god, that sounds so cool. It's really cool. It's it's I'm like this like I remember the first Tasmania like I think two two acts into the show or I guess two matches so we were calling them into the show. Schaefer and I were like, what is happening? This shouldn't have worked. Why is this working? Uh <laughs> That's, that's so, you know. so it's like a burlesque off. It's like a burlesque off. Yeah. It's like a burlesque off, but it's it's dressed up as wrestling. But to be fair, that's I, fucking cool. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's why my ass is coming with a sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so oh, excited. Yeah. I, I don't get to do that anymore anywhere else without getting kicked out. So I'm <laughs> definitely coming to Tasmania. <laughs> like, side note, though, like I gotta say that I'm pretty stoked that like the fuck me fan girl or face fuck me fan girl and the Seamus' daddy girl are gonna like be buddies. Like that's pretty dope. <laughs> that's oh hell awesome. yeah! Oh I, I the Seamus's daddy girl. I like. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. I was just like, what? That's so good. I know. Like I saw the face fuck me fan, and I was like, I mean, everyone's thinking it. Like, <laughs> like. <yeah. laughs> I, I just it accidentally like wasn't it, nobody was supposed to see that. It just happened. Whatever. Uh, Amazing. Three well, years and a whole career later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, we. But, yeah, I'm going to ask permission ahead of time to sexualize all the women, but yeah, yeah it's happening. This, we're like, in this context, we're okay with it. Like, it's because we're like allowing you to sexualize us. We're coming on stage and we're like, you know, engaging you in a manner that's, that's like flirtatious and sexual. And in this setting, it's like, we're on stage, you paid to be here. We want you to cheer us on. We want you to look at us, you know? And like, that's like the difference between like, that's like a consent issue you know like in this context the agreement we're making as performer and audience is that you can interact with us vocally like in a flirtatious way and like right well and thank you for saying that because we're always trying to highlight that line for people because you know doing sex work ourselves it's like you need to understand that there's an invitation for this sometimes and sometimes the rest of the time there's not (laughs) if you compare it if you compare it to regular wrestling, 
a person like me that gets into the ring as a manager, mm-hmm. you're allowed to sexualize because I've sexualized myself. Yes. Whereas yeah. if another woman gets into the ring as just a simply athletic wrestler with a regular, you know, you know, non-sexual gimmick, then you probably shouldn't talk about their snatch or something yeah, like that, right? Exactly. It's the same idea. Like you let the the person tell you where their line is and like uh, from like as a public performer, like that's like like we we'll tell you what we want you to do <laughs> when right. we're on stage. Exactly. And whether you realize it or not, there's like there's rules and there's there's things that we're telling you to do. And like even the go go set, uh, which this year for Castlevania is going to be um, the boy toy championship belt. Right. <laughs> so we're like it's our first men's match. We're having two men on stage, like very handsome beefcakes come up and and do their thing, and you know nice. like you could go up and tip them, but you know, it's up to them if they're like, oh, put it in the bucket or like, I'll take it from put your it in hand my butt. or put it in my, my butt or whatever. Like, it's all very like, you know, directional. Like, you don't just come up there yes. and be like, yeah, so slap their ass and get in there. Like, you, you know, take the social cues. <laughs> right. Just follow so, the like, rules. You can, be, you can say stuff verbally, but don't, you know, go in there thinking that you're going to get a handful of some titty, like, without consent. Oh, them. yeah. Yeah. And you probably Some won't get a handful of titties. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, for anybody on both sides of it. Like, for sure, for sure. I mean, I know my signs. Like, I don't look like I'm asking permission, but I've asked a lot of permission for a lot of those signs, by the way. Even the men's side. Of, I mean, I only have signs for men. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. trying to differentiate between the two. Okay, but yeah. you should always ask permission from a woman. Yes, for sure, for sure. I, I have a request for some burlesque bears. Burlesque I, bears. I like alliteration, and I think that would be a lot yes, of fun. Yes, I, I can recommend a lot some of shows to you that are very, like, very bear-friendly, so. Um, nice. But I want to see someone come out as a bear and strip down <laughs> and be a bear as well. I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> I think I've seen women stripping out of bear costumes, so I don't think I've seen yeah. a, a bear man strip out it's like a russian bear doll yeah (laughs) yes i love that oh my god oh my god oh this year also speaking of like more queer culture and uh after tasselmania there's going to be the like official tasselmania after party but also the first ever gay young classic which is a lip yeah i was gonna ask about that yeah that i'm so excited about uh this drag queen collective the nobodies who also host a show called the nobodies watch wrestling where they basically just uh <laughs> watch wrestling and and tell you what they think about it it's it, they're amazing they're so fun uh but they they saw tasmania too and were like yo we should we should team up so there's going to be a lip sync tournament uh at at bedlam shortly after tasmania oh nice yeah so drum at seven, seven to ten, Tasmania, and then Bedlam, eleven o'clock, Gay Young Classic. So yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a really oh fun God, day, so and exciting. I'm sure we're all gonna be wrecked for WrestleMania the next day. But uh, absolutely, maybe you yeah. should leave. So you also do your drag. You also do. Yeah, I can't even speak. You're also a drag king, which I have dabbled in, but I've never really like done a full blown become a performer mm-hmm. with it i i'm so amazed by the drag king community in general oh tell me more about buster balls oh man buster balls i i miss him i haven't seen him in a while um <laughs> it's, oh. it's, it's been a bit but uh I, 
it's like it's like he's a different person so it's when I talk about him I like do this like weird split personality thing where suddenly I'm like oh Buster yeah like this third person uh this does third he have person another voice? does he what does he have another voice no he doesn't okay. but he definitely has different mannerisms like I've nice. I've heard from so many people that when when Buster's out like the walk is different. The the hand gestures are different. I stand differently. Uh, as a gentleman, he's very much like, oh, let me get your drink and hold your door for you. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I love it. It's a different it's a different sense of of like, you know, going back to the feeling of like autonomy and control. Like, it's just a completely different thing. Like, I created Buster when like very shortly after the lawsuit started. And it was because I felt like I had emotions, namely anger that I had to express. And I didn't, there's still rules about women, even naked women. And like, I felt like there wasn't going to be an appropriate place for me, bunny to, to be angry on stage. But if I put on a male contour, then I could, you know, nice. then I could, then I could, uh, explore aggression and and portray like like power and and anger in that sense and that like really worked like it was super freeing to like be a different person and to to explore emotions that I feel like we're told not to explore like the gender dynamics and, and like you know rules of what we are allowed to do and not do and say and not say like for women, for men, for queer women, for queer men. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, get out of my head. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But in this context, I just leaned into it and was like, if this is the way I can do this, then I'm going to do it. And now I'm like, really, I love doing it. It's so much fun. It's, it's totally different vibe. It, it feels good. That's amazing. Hell yeah. I feel like I want to talk for like a whole separate five hours. About <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're definitely someone we need to speak to on the podcast yeah. again to pick your brain. I mean, I'd love to talk yeah. to you about gender for like a whole hour. Absolutely. Podcast. Yes. Like, well, yes. I I love the way that you put that because I definitely feel very similar when I do any kind of drag, even if it's just in the house. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes Aaron and I, I'll put Aaron in one of my dresses and you know yes. pretty makeup. And- and I'll, you know, cut off the bottom of my dead hair and put on my mustache and right? my low-laying pants. and Because, like, my body's more masculine-shaped anyway. So I just immediately move toward feeling so confident. I'm like, God damn, where's my dick to pelvic thrust? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, I have the one in the closet, but I really want one on here. Right? Isn't you know? that weird? So like, like, suddenly you have, like, yeah. like legit penis envy. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. wait, like, I want Like, it. normally I'm all about my pussy, but in that moment I'm like, fuck. Yeah, where's my dick? You know, I get it. and I've apparently become a southern man too. So <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> okay. Well, I definitely can't wait to meet Buster Balls, and I love you. Look so good. So Thank you. or Buster, I'm sorry, Buster looks so good. It's, I'll take the compliment for him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess so. I could ask you three thousand other things, but mm-hmm. I guess I should probably wrap it up mm-hmm. so that you can get back to your real life. <laughs> But um, one thing I want to ask is where can we see you perform regularly regularly, and also produce, you know, give us your information and then plug the shit out of yourself so we know where to find yes. you. Yes. Um, so let's see. Mostly the thing that I am producing right now is just straight up Tasselmania. 
Um, you could find information about Towsomania if you search hashtag Towsomania or at uh, rhptowsomania.com. Uh, that's basically like my, like, <laughs> mine and my partner's like love child, gross baby that has turned into this like adult that we're now still taking care of. I don't know. That was a very weird description, but like, that's <laughs> that is, <laughs> like that. Is, it's a, it's definitely a, a labor of love. Um, and right. so that's basically where my producing is at right now. Performing, um, it's kind of sporadic where I'm at. Uh, I work with uh, Francine the Lucid Dream of the Pink Room a lot, and I'll be doing, uh, what is it called? Oh, the Undercover at, uh, at Gemini Scorpio Loft, which is a burlesque show as a prelude to a makeout party. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of like really fun, again, other sex positive performers who are also producers who are creating more like uh, almost salon style venues or, uh, or shows. It's, it's really cool. Um, but basically all my performances will be posted on my website, which is www.bunnybuxin.com. That's where you can also find Buster's information and where I'm producing next. And follow me on Instagram at Bunny Buxom, and you'll definitely see a whole bunch of pictures of my butt. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll love every second. Absolutely. That's a promise. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, I mean, I have a Twitter also at Bunny Buxom, but like, I don't really, I mostly just retweet other people and like, like things and get that's WWE fun. spoiled for me when I haven't watched Raw yet, but then open up my Twitter account. <laughs> so. Like, I totally understand. Yeah, like seriously, I'll do it, and uh, I'll be like, <gasps> and Schaefer, who I'm watching it with, will be like, "Why do you do this? Like, <laughs> why do you spoil it for yourself? Like, it's an accident. It. I didn't mean to." But <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, thank you again so much for being yeah, on. Yeah, thank you for your time. You've been wonderful, and I can't wait to talk to you again. I can't wait to see you at Tasmania and all Likewise. thanks to you. Oh my god, soon. yes, I'm so excited to, to hang out with you guys in person. And thank you so much for Yay. having me. This was so lovely. I really. Yeah, I'm like still so flattered that you guys want to talk to me. Hello, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flattered you take an hour of your day to talk to us. Damn. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you guys.